always victory for God's people. Father, we exalt your name because you are God. And there is none like unto thee. From the foundations of the earth you existed. And from ancient times you have been the same God. Thou changest not. I am is your name. And forever you remain the same. Have your own way this morning, Holy Spirit. Minister to your people. I will say that the entrance of your word, it brings light. It brings understanding to the simple. Have your own way. Let your word enlighten your people. And let your word bring understanding unto your people. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Today is a good day. Hallelujah. Because you are alive. Amen. Bible say that the mercies of the Lord, they never cease. Every morning, his mercies, they are renewed. That is why you see yourself alive this morning. Not because of your own strength. Or not because you were able to rise up upon your feet and took a step. But it is God that woke you up this morning. And he endued you with strength that you can rise up and take a step. So if you are alive today, Bible says that it is not of works least any should boast, but we live by grace. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. Amen. I want to thank my daddy for this opportunity he's given me to minister to these great women and mighty men in the house of the Lord. Let's do it for our daddy. Hallelujah. And I also want to appreciate the life of my mom, Mama Joan. Let's do it for her. Hallelujah. Very soon she will be with us. Amen. I salute you, Apostle John, and all the Reverend Ministers, all the pastors. Amen. I want us to look at something in Acts 20, verse 32. Acts 20, 32. It says, I commend you to God. And now, brethren... I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all which are sanctified. Hallelujah. He says that I commend you to God and to his word, which is able to build you up. So when God's word comes to us, it comes to build us up. And the same word gives us an inheritance. So this morning, I commend us all unto God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build each and every one that is present here today. Hallelujah. That at the end of it all, God's word will build us up. Amen. This morning, we are dealing with sustaining your victory. Sustaining your victory. For like two months now, we've been dealing with victories, we've been dealing with overcoming. And this day, we are dealing with sustaining your victory. When you look at the word sustain, sustain means that to cause or allow something to continue for a very long time. 
the word sustain. It means that's to cause or allow something to continue for a very long time. So when we talk about sustaining your victory, it's the ability to continuously walk in the victory that Jesus has given to you all the days of your life. You don't win today and tomorrow you lose out. So sustaining your victory as a believer is the ability to continuously walk in the victory that God has given you. Because daily God will give you victory. And there is a need for you as a believer to continuously walk in that victory. Hallelujah. The greatest victory that we had as believers was the day that we lifted up our hands unto God. And received him as our Lord and personal savior. That was the greatest victory that we had. When you read First John chapter 5 verse 4 to 5. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 to 5. Our greatest victory was when we accepted Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 to 5. It says that for whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Hallelujah. Do we have some believers in the house of God? Have we accepted Christ as our Lord and personal savior? Bible says that he that believes that Jesus is the son of God. It is he that overcomes. And when you read John 1, 12, he says that as many that believed in him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. So if you are the son of God, Bible says that whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Hallelujah. So as long as we believe in Christ and we have been born of God, we believe in him, Bible says that we have victory in him. But there is a need for us. To sustain that victory. Hallelujah. It is one thing to win all the victories you can win. But it is more important to sustain that victory. Hallelujah. You don't win today and tomorrow you lose out. Because Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57. It says that now thanks be to God. Who gives us victory. Through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God that he didn't say thanks be to God. Who will give us victory? No. But Bible says that thanks be to God who gives us victory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So rest assured that no matter the challenge you go through, no matter the battles that you face, Bible says that victory is assured. Because Bible says that God, it is he that causes us always. When you read 2 Corinthians 2, 14. He says that thanks be to God who causes us always to triumph. Hallelujah. So when you have this assurance in you, know that whatever battle that comes your way, whatever you encounter in life as a believer, your victory is assured. Hallelujah. Because you serve a living God. And Bible says that he has overcome. That is why we are also able to overcome. Hallelujah. All these victories we are talking about, we've been learning so much in February, in March, on Wednesday, 
Then Friday, we come and reinforce it with prayer. All this victory we are talking about, what is it all about? The victorious life of a believer. Now, the victorious life of a believer is a life full of peace and joy in the Lord. Hallelujah. The first thing that we need to know, that our victorious life is a life that is full of peace and joy in the Lord. Let's look at John 16, 33. He says that these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Bible says that he has already overcome. He says that my peace I give unto you. So the life that you live, you are supposed to enjoy God's peace. No matter the tribulations that may come your way. No matter the battles that you face as a believer. Bible says that be of good cheer. Because the Lord has overcome. Hallelujah. So one of the victories that we have as a believer is the victorious life of peace and joy. Hallelujah. The next victory life. Is a life of constant fellowship with the Lord. A life of constant fellowship with the Lord. Always staying connected. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew 6, 33. Always staying connected. In that you experience your victory in the Lord. Hallelujah. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. The victorious life that you live, it is your duty to always have a constant fellowship with him. Always staying connected. Because without God, you can do nothing. Let's look at John 15, 1 to 5. Without him, you can never be victorious. Much more to be able to sustain the victory he has given you. Daily, he gives us victory. But there is a need for us to walk in that victory. Hallelujah. First John 51 to 5. It says that I am the true vine. And my father is the husband man. First John 5. 1 John. John 51 to 5. John 51 to 5. I am the true vine. And my father is the husband man. Verse 2. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that he may bring forth more fruit. But ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you, except you abide in me. Verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. The verse 3 says that ye are clean because of the word I have spoken unto you. There's a need for us to stay connected to him. So as long as we are the branches and we are connected to him, Bible says that we will bear fruit. 
So the victorious life that we are supposed to live as believers, there is a need for us to always have a constant fellowship with him. In that, you will see the victory of the Lord in your life. Hallelujah. The next thing we are looking at is a life of victory over sin. A life of victory over sin. Romans 8, 1 to 2. A life of victory over sin. Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. The victorious life that we live is a life that we should be able to overcome sin. Bible says that there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, those who have believed in him. There is no need again to continue in sin because Bible says that he does not condemn us because he says that when we came to him, he has made us a new creature. All things are passed away. So if all things are passed away, you are no longer under law, but you have come under grace. So if you have come under grace, there is no need for you to enjoy the kind of sin that you enjoy. For you to have a victorious life, you need to lay aside anything that will cause you not to inherit your victory. Hallelujah. And one of the things that will cause you, it is sin. When you read Romans six thirteen, it says that do not yield your members. As instrument of unrighteousness. Neither yield ye your members. Instrument of unrighteousness. Unto sin. But yield yourself unto God. As those that are alive from the dead. We are alive from the dead. Those times that we used to sin. We were living in death. But Bible says that God has redeemed us by his blood. And once he has redeemed us. He tells us that now therefore I condemn you no longer. So go back and sin no more. But live a righteous life. Yield your members as instruments of righteousness. In that you will see my victory. Hallelujah. God is a God of principles. Hallelujah. The Bible says that there is none righteous, but it is God that has imputed on us his righteousness. We cannot live by our own righteousness. That is why he imputed his righteousness on us. That as we walk in life, we shall exhibit the righteousness of God because he condemns us no more, but he has saved us. He says we are no longer under the law. The law is death but he has given us his grace that we shall come under grace and experience total deliverance hallelujah the next thing we are looking at is a life that glorifies the Lord Jesus we are dealing with the victorious life when we talk about victorious life victory victory we've been dealing so much about victory what is it all about? These are a little of the things I want us to understand about the victorious life. Then we'll move on to sustaining your victory. Hallelujah. A life that glorifies the Lord Jesus. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Romans 12, 1 to 2. It says that I beseech you therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He says that I beseech you, I beg you, by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable before God. That is your reasonable service. Hallelujah. Bible says in Isaiah 60 it says arise shine for your light has come as believers there's a need for us to show forth the glory of God in our lives. We need to glorify God with our lives. Bible says that let's present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God. And he has told you what you should do. He says that do not conform to the things of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is when your mind is renewed, it will show forth in your body and it will glorify God. In everything that you do, your deeds, they will glorify God. Hallelujah. In that you are victorious. Hallelujah. And let's look at the last thing. A life lived by faith. Amen. A life lived by faith. Being rooted and grounded in faith. Do not waver. Do not faint. Still believe in what God has said he would do with your life. Hebrews 11, 6 says that he that comes to God must first believe that he is. God, he is. He is alive and he lives on and forever he will live. He says that he that comes to him must believe that he is. And he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. This morning the Lord will do us good. Because his word will build us up. Amen. I want us to look at something in Deuteronomy 20. 1 to 4. That we enter into sustaining your victory. Deuteronomy 20, 1 to 4. It says, when thou goest out to battle against thy enemies. And seest horses and chariots. And a people more than thou. One. Be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with you. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt? Verse 2. And it shall be, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. Verse 3. And shall say unto them, Hear, O Adonai. You are approaching battle. So he said, the priest shall say unto you, Hear, O Israel, you approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Fear not. You see, when fear sets in, you're already defeated. When the enemy sees that you are afraid, Oh, you cannot win the battle. Because what you are supposed to do 
Because fear has taken over your body. What the fear would it take to you? It will tell you where they are not sure, journey. You've already lost it. But he says that as you are approaching the battle and you see the number of people, it is as if those who are coming against you, they are more than you. And it seems to you that you cannot fight these people. But you have forgotten. The Bible says that it is not by might, neither is it by power, but it will take the spirit of God. He says when you see them approaching you, do not faint. When the challenges become so strong and it looks as if you are drowning. It looks as if you are sinking. If fear sets in, you will sink. Just like when Jesus commanded Peter, he said, come unto me. And Peter saw himself walking on the sea. But when you looked around and saw the waves, how boisterous the waves were. Bible says that his attention drew away from Jesus. And he focused his attention on the sea. And Bible says that he began to sink. What do you see in time of battle? What do you see? Do you look at how numerous the people are? Do you look at how that challenge is coming? This day it is this. Tomorrow it is this. Do you look at those things? Or you look up unto Jesus and he said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from God. He will not fail me. He will not give me up. He says, when I go through the fire, he is with me. When the waters come, as if they are overshadowing me. Bible says that he is with me. He says, when you see the people coming against you, do not fear. Don't let your heart faint. Neither be terrified because of them. Hallelujah. Verse 4. He says that for the Lord your God, he goeth with you. At times we feel God is not with us. Because the challenge becomes so strong. And it gets a tone on us. And it makes us weak. And at times we cannot even lift up prayer. But whichever way in the weakness, try to lift up a prayer. Because God is still with you. He just needs you to command him and he will work. But that is where most of us fail. Because we faint at the sight of those we are fighting with. We faint at the sight of battles. He says, when you see them, don't faint. Don't be terrified. Because I am with you. Hallelujah. And I will fight for you. Hallelujah. I will fight against your enemies. Because I am God. And no one can stand before me. Hallelujah. God is with us. He has given us victory. No matter the battles we may see. Bible says that our victory is assured. Because he causes us always, the word always, to triumph. And always we are victorious. Hallelujah. I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 9 to 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 
He says, but as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Hallelujah. Verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit search all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man, save the spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man, but the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Do we have the spirit of God in us? Do we have the spirit of God in us? Then the things that are freely given unto us, they are made known unto us. Hallelujah. And one of the things God has assured us is the victory he has already prepared for us. Bible says that I had not seen nor ear head, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for his people. Bible says that he take counsel from no man. He do what he pleases. Whatever pleases God, that is what he does. He says that no eye has seen what I'm preparing for you. Neither has any ear head. Neither has the heart of man understood what I have prepared for you. The kind of victories I have prepared ahead of you. But will you walk in those victories? When you encounter the challenges, can you overcome? Bible says that he that is born of God overcomes. You need to walk in that victory. But he says that the spirit of God, it searches the deep things of God. And we have the spirit of God in us. Then he reveals the deep things of God unto us, which includes the kind of victories that God has ordained for our lives. Hallelujah. We are victorious. No matter what may come our way, we are victorious. Hallelujah. Now we are going to deal with sustaining your victory. The things that you need to watch out for. If you want to sustain your victory, I call it safeguards. The safeguards that you need as a believer that will help you to continuously walk in the victory that God has given unto you. Hallelujah. The first thing we are looking at is sustain the light and revelational knowledge in God's word. Sustain the light. And revelational knowledge in God's word. Sustain the light. And revelational knowledge in God's word. Avoid being blind. Spiritual blindness. The ability to have insight into God's word. That is one thing that Paul prayed for the Ephesians. When you read Ephesians 1, verse 15 downwards, he was praying and he said that the Lord will open your eyes, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Because everything God has promised us, even our victory in him, is his word. It is in his word. 
But until you, you encounter the light of God's word and understand the revelations of God's word, you may not know when you need to apply God's word and which area you should apply. Because Bible says that the light of God is a shining path for the victory of the children of God. Whose light shines day unto day. Hallelujah. Bible says that one day, a king of Syria wanted to rise up against Israel. And he consulted with his people. And anything that he said in his bedroom, Bible says that Elisha revealed unto the king of Israel. It was as if, ah, we have a spy among us. Because God alerts Israel. So whatever Syria wanted to do, they were not able to have their way. The king of Israel said, who is a spy among us? But the man said, there is no spy. But there is a prophet in Israel. Whatever you say in your bedroom, he reveals unto God's people. Hallelujah. And Bible says that Syria came to encamp against Elisha. And Gehazi rose up early in the morning. And when he got out, he saw chariots, horses, ready to fight Elisha. And he ran back to his master and said, Master, alas, we are doomed. For what I see, we cannot fight these people because we are only two. The chariots that are outside. But Elisha said, Oh God, open the eyes of Gehazi that he may behold and see that the heavenly hosts are with us. They are more than the chariots he is seen. When Gehazi went out, if it was just his physical eye, his physical eye, this eye, he saw saw the chariots. He saw the horses of Syria. But when Elisha prayed and he said, God, open the eyes of Gehazi. It was not the physical eye. Because when he went out with the physical eye, he saw the horses. But when God opened his eyes and he saw the spiritual things in the realms of the spirit, Bible saw that he saw a host of chariots of fire that were with Elisha. It is not about the physical eye. What your eye can see. Go beyond the physical. Go beyond the physical. And enter into the spiritual. Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. It is when your eyes are enlightened. That is when the revelation of God's word becomes real to you. That when you receive those things, it becomes a joy in your heart and you run with it. Hallelujah. The next thing we are looking at is always be prepared for another battle. If you can sustain your victory, Always be prepared for another battery. Never become relaxed. Keep your spirit man always active. Because when you read 1 Peter 5, verse 8 to 9, it says that be sober. Be vigilant. Because your enemy is moving to and fro, seeking to destroy your life. And Bible says that resist him steadfast in the faith. 
Be prepared for another battle. Because from victory unto victory, he keeps on giving us victory. But where there is no battle, where does your victory come from? Prepare for another battle because your enemy is roaring like a lion. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy what God has said he will do with your life. The Bible tells us that be sober, be vigilant, be sharp in the spirit. I want us to look at Ephesians 6 verse 10 to 13. And we'll look at something interesting here. Ephesians 6, 10 to 13. He says that finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. There is an evil day. Bible says that put on the whole armor of God. My brother, my sister, be ready for battle. Armor yourself up. Stand up for battle and stand firm. Bible says that having done all these things, you don't do all these things and you fall. But Bible says that having done all these things to stand for your victory is assured. Hallelujah. Be prepared for another battle. The enemy will come after you. But when he comes, he sees you fortified. He sees you well built. He sees that there is a fire around you. Do not relax in your spirit man. But your spirit man should charge always. Because the enemy will come after you anyway. But there is no need as a child of God that you should fall in the day of battle. That your strength is strong. Your strength is small. If you faint in the day of battle, then your strength is small. But I want us to look at something interesting. In 1 Samuel, about David and Goliath. I'm talking about the armor of God. And I want you to picture the, thing, the physical armor and the spiritual armor. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 17. First Samuel 17. I'll read 4 to 7. Then I'll read 31 to 39. Then I'll read 45 to 46. It says that, And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. His stature alone was something else. The Bible says that he had an helmet of brass, Upon his head. And he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. This is so much weight on this guy. And he had graves of brass upon his legs. And a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a waver beam and his spearhead 
weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. He had somebody in front of him. Oh, that person would die before he would die. Despite all the armor, I thought he would have been confident in his armor. The Bible says that there was a shield bearer in front of him. So if anybody should target Goliath, the shield bearer has to die first before they will get to Goliath. The Bible says that when Israel saw the stature of this man and saw how well he was armored, they feared for their lives. Now let's go to 31. Thirty-one to thirty-nine, and when the words were heard, which David spake, we all know the story. They rehearsed them, rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, "Let no no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servants will go and fight with the Philistine." And Saul said to David. Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art a youth. We are called. And he, a man of war from his youth. When Bible describes the stature of Goliath, or oh, a huge. And if he has been a man of war from his youth, ah, to that height, or that way he has built up. That means nobody can stand before Goliath. But Saul told, Goliath, told, told David, you are a young guy. You cannot fight this man. But listen to the testimony of David. He said, and David said to Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took the lamp out of the flock. Let's go on. The next verse, please. And I went out after him and smote him. And delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. I don't think Goliath, with all his stature, he has encountered a lion and encountered a bear that he could break asunder these things with his bare hands. He believed in his armor because from head to toe he was covered. And he had a shield bearer in front of him. So he believed of how fortified he was with the gadgets he had around him. Let's go on. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the army of the living God. Hallelujah. Let's move to 45. Forty-five. Now let's go back from thirty-one to thirty-nine. There is something I want us to look at from the verse thirty-nine, verse thirty-one going. Let's go on. Please go ahead. The next verse. Yeah, the next verse, thirty-five. Yeah, the next one. The next one. David said, 
the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistines. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Now the next verse. And Saul armed David. This is where it's so funny and interesting. Saul, the way he saw Goliath, he wanted to armor David the same way. Bible says, and Saul armed David with his armor and put a helmet on his head, a brass, a helmet of brass upon his head. And he also armed him with a coat of mail. And David gathered his sword upon his armor and he has said to go. Bible says he could not because he is not used to this. He is not used to this at all. The Bible says that when, when Saul armored David with the intention that this is what you need to be able to fight Goliath because the man that is coming after you, he has armored himself the same way I am doing unto you. But little did he know that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. Our weapons are not carnal. It's not what we are seeing. But he told Goliath, you come against me with spear, against me with the sword. But I have the name Jesus. I come against you with the name of Jesus. That one alone is enough for us. No need to armor yourself physically because you want to fight somebody. But when you surrender all unto you, God, Bible says that if the enemy shall even come against you as a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. Hallelujah. The next point I want us to look at. It says, I refuse to speak words contrary to what you believe. Refuse to speak words contrary to what you believe. Bible says that life and death lies in the power of your tongue. So the words that you speak, they defeat you even before you face those challenges. When you read Proverbs 6, verse 2, it says that you are ensnared by your own words. When you say that ensnared, be be achichiro, and then achichiro, and if you are in the day of battle and you are ensnared, there is a trap around your life. How do you fight your battle and win? Bible says that thou art ensnared. If we can sustain our victories in the Lord, please, let's be careful with the things that we say. Because those things shall be a snare against us. Because they carry power and they carry weight. And it can work against you. Because the Bible says that life and death, they lie in the power of your tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Speak life. For you are a victorious person. Hallelujah. I want us to look at Philippians 4.8.
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. The things that are truth, the things that are pure. If you want to say anything, talk about these things. Because you are always faced with a challenge. And always you stay condemning things. You can never win your battles. And you can never sustain the victory. So if you want to sustain victory as a believer, be careful the things you speak. Because they will ensnare your life. Hallelujah. The next thing I want us to look at is watch out for your personal weak areas. Watch out for your personal weak areas. You have a weakness. I bet you that is the area the enemy will use. We will be our buffoon ten 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 ten. Now buffoon and now action. Despite all the tongues and everything, buffoon. You mean stand That is exact area the enemy will use because he knows that is your weakness. When you read Hebrews twelve one. It says that now seeing that we are compassed by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets us. Why? Because there is a race ahead of us that we need to run that race. Now we will be on the wait at twenty-nine. So Bible says that lay aside every weight and sin. The things that easily beset you. The things that easily done on your spiritual life. That brings you down, bam, to the flesh. He says that watch out for these things. They are a weight unto you. Because there is a race ahead of you. You need to run that race and finish it. But if you are running the race and there is a weight that is pulling you down. You cannot complete your race. So watch out for your weak areas. I know my weak area. You know your weak area. Those are the areas the enemy will use against you. If he wants to come against you and defeat you, those are, it's so easy to use that area because he knows that naturally you are weak in that area. But when you deal with those things and he said, Lord, I avail myself. I surrender my life unto you. Deal with this weakness about my life and restore me strength that anytime I encounter these things, I will be alert in my spirit and I will stand firm. And the enemy will not get you at that weak area. Because surely, he will not use where you are strong at, no. He will never. He will always look out for your weak areas. The places that he can easily pass through. When weakness is there, it's like you have created a path for him to come through. But you have to block that path. The enemy will never have access to your life through your weak areas. Hallelujah. The next thing I want us to look at 
is be humble. If you want to sustain your victories, be humble. You have encountered many battles and the Lord has brought you many victories. The day you feel that your strength can do it, that is the day you are heading for a fall. Because Bible says that pride comes before a fall. Anytime somebody is falling, watch out for that person. You will see some kind of pride in the person. And that is the only way, the only thing that God will resist. Bible says that God resists the proud. God himself will come after you. When he sees pride in you, he himself will come after you. The Bible says that he gives grace to the humble. We have won many victories. Let us not boast in that victories and think that, ah, my strength brought me this far. But it is still the same grace that will keep you. Hallelujah. I want us to look at Jeremiah 9, verse 23. Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24. He says, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. He says that let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. After all, the wisdom that God gave you, I don't know if you who say, He said that let not the mighty person glory in his strength or the rich man glory in his riches. And then I will mouth. Why then do you boast now? But God says that if you have any kind of boasting to do, Boast in this, that you know God and you understand God, that he is the one that executes judgment and loving kindness. Humble yourself, for the Lord will take you far. If you humble yourself, he himself, he will give you grace to go far. Hallelujah. And the last thing I want us to talk about is never reveal your God-given secret. To anyone. Never reveal your God giving secrets to anyone. There are some things that God has told you that are meant just for you. The day you release those things out, that day your defeat starts. Because God is the one that knows the intents and thoughts of man. We look at the outward. God looks at the heart. 
We may think that this is my bosom friend. Let me share my dreams with her. Let me share my dreams with him. Let me tell him of the vision I had. But the vision that God gave you, if he wanted your fellow to know, he would have revealed the same to, to that person. But God revealed it to you alone. But the day you release that secret out, that day you have sold your birthright. And I want us to look at something in Judges. We are looking at Delilah and Samson. Judges 16, verse 16 to 22. We all know the story about Samson and Delilah, but I want us to look at something here. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. The next verse. That he told her all his heart and said unto her. Now he's revealing his secrets. There had not come a razor upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If, now see, after revealing the secrets, you just say that no razor has touched my head. I've been a Nazarite. Now he goes ahead and tell him details. That if you should shave off my head. He said, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me. And I shall become weak and be like any other man. As Samson was not any other man. A man that could lift iron bar. You see the kind of strength that he, a whole iron bar or pejah. He lifted it up and brought it down. Now, because of a woman, he told his secret to a woman. Let's go ahead. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lot of the Philistine, saying, Come up this once. For he has shown me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money into their hand. Hallelujah. The next verse. And she... <laughs> you see, after Samson had told her all the secrets, now she needs to devise a way to execute what she wanted to do. Bible says, or dadano, right? He, she lured Samson. Eh? Or dadano, mane die. Because when he's, he's awake, you can't do what you want to do. But Samson felt like, oh, I just told her my secrets because I love her. And she will keep my secret because she loves me. But little did Samson know that she has sold his Samson out unto his enemies. The person you think that I can trust this person with this, that who the person is the person that can connive with your enemies and come after you. And it's so easy because that person knows you very well. Bible says that she called for a man and she caused him to shape off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him. Eh? She began to afflict him. Then his strength left him. 
The next verse. Then she said, The Philistines be upon you, Samson. And he awoke out of sleep and said, I will go out as any other times before and shake myself. But little did he know that the God has taken his strength out of his life. He became an ordinary man. The day you reveal your secret, the things that God has told you. There was a charge that Paul gave Timothy. When you read 1 Timothy 1.18, he said, this charge I commit unto you, Timothy, that the prophecies that have gone ahead of you, by these same prophecies, wage a good warfare. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Everything that God has said he would do with your life, he would do it. He has given you so many prophecies. It is not time to share your prophecies with anyone. It is not time to, to share your visions with anyone. He says there have been prophecies upon your life. All you need to do is to wage a good warfare for these prophecies to come to pass. Don't share your secret with anyone. The day you do that, where it will land you. It will seem as if you've never known the Lord. Hallelujah. But keep what God has told you. And wage war with it. Because it has to come to pass. God's word will not fail. Though it tarries. Bible says wait. For it shall surely speak. It will come to pass. Never say it to anyone. If you don't understand any dream, if you don't understand any vision, go to your father. Go, you want to share with anybody, share with your daddy. He can give you instructions. He can give you directions. If you want to do anything, go on your knees and pray. The same God that gave you those visions, the same God will bring you enlightenment about what he intends to do with your life through that vision. Hallelujah. Never share your God-given secret to anyone. Hallelujah. And verse 28. Verse 28. Judges 16, 28. Now when Samson got to the stage, he realized that now I need God. He says, and Samson called unto the Lord and said, oh Lord God, remember me. I have lost my glory. I have lost my strength. I have revealed what I am not supposed to reveal. I was born a Nazarite from my mother's womb. But now my head is shoving. And Bible says that the hair of Samson began to grow again. But when his hair began to grow again, his glory was born upon his life. And Bible says that his strength was brought back. He said he prayed and said, oh Lord, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, oh God. But we will not pray that we want to avenge on our enemies, no. He said that I may at once, you see, he believed in the strength that he was able to exhibit. He said, at once, avenge the Philistines 
for my two eyes. When they attacked him and they bound him, the first thing they did to him was plug off his eyes. They killed his vision. They killed his vision. And he became very useless, but useful to them. They used him as a slave. Somebody that has won battles and won so many victories. Why now do you find yourself in the midst of your enemy? And the enemy is making mockery of you. As if you have never been a servant of God. But he sold out his secret and his vision was plugged out. That should never be our story. That God will have mercy on us. That daily, he that causes us to triumph, will cause us to triumph all the days of our life. Hallelujah. I want us to enter into a time of prayer. I want us to pray. God's word has come to us. I will say that the word of God is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. What it does, it heals us. It pierces through. It takes every chaff out of our lives. It builds us up. This morning, you have received God's word. I want us to lift up your voice and pray. The Lord, remember me. Anywhere I fall short, let your strength come upon me and grant me the grace to be able to sustain every victory you have laid out for my life. That I will not win today and lose out. That I will not start in the spirit and end in the flesh. But I pray that constantly my spirit man will be active and alive. Shall we begin to pray? La babo sandi di anda braha, ikana brabandi ana brobosi andere ana braba sanda baba, imanda la babandi ana brama mama sundere ana brata ana baba, makwanda la babosi ana branda la baba mama baba, imanda la babana mama bosi andere ana braja ndi ana bra, imakaya mabanda la baba sundere ana bra, imanda la babosi anda la babati andere ana bra, imakaya na brama zini ana baba bandi ana baba, imandere ana broba zini ele ba ana bra, ayanda la baba zini Kanda la banda la babosi ya ba nyami humigu mesu chami wakwan fufru 